In honor of Bracha and of Rumi getting engaged. Love Hashem, you hate evil. If he would have known that this is going to be one of the central pieces of the play, he never would have said that. What made him great was when he was being embarrassed and when he was being ashamed, when everybody was insulting him, he kept quiet. Welcome everyone, we're about to begin another episode of Torah Savigda Chat. I'm here live for those of you watching on Torah anytime. Those of you listening on the podcast platform of your choice, you can't really see. But those of you watching on Torah anytime, you can see that we're live here together, me and my brother Joel. This we're week, in Tom's River, and this is actually where I record every week. This week is sponsored by Anonymous, and um, we ask Anonymous to sponsor many more weeks. And this is, is this the monthly sponsor no no that's this, a, that starts that's, in that's for january january so right now we have a sponsor it looks like it's anonymous yeah but it's an honor of in honor of bracha and of rumi getting engaged mazel tov yeah that's mazel wonderful tov. that's wonderful beautiful so we we wish them bracha of rumi and anonymous we wish them a very happy life and a lot of naches and simcha and everything good beautiful amen so now we have to get down to business, which is, I feel like we're dressed different today. Listen, it was it was Shabbos, so you know. Did we mention it? We're Matzah Shabbos. Oh yeah, we're, we're Matzah Shabbos in Tom's River. Pashas Vayishlach, and we're preparing for next week. So of course we're wearing our Shabbos. Which clothes. we read already by Mincha, by Mincha already we did Pashas. Of course, Vayishlach. we're in Vayishlach yeah. already. Okay, so let's jump right in. We have Pashas Vayishlach five seven seven nine is titled Amuna through it all which i think i think the uh the thought that strings together the theme the the, the undercurrent of all these years on pasha's on pasha's vayashiv is Amuna. really under, what it comes down the under, to the undercurrent of the whole title is Amuna. that's what the, the gemara says himself this mark is the different the VM came and they said, okay, nine mitzvahs, six mitzvahs. Buchavakik vemidan al achas. Betzadik bemanasa yichya. That's it. Nowadays, the whole Torah is down to Amuna. I, I, I was thinking about it. I don't like what we do that we, we, we try to put a theme on the thing because every year was a f- completely new booklet and a completely different topic. I think what we're trying to do is is I think that Rabbi Victor had a few central themes in his life and in his teachings. I think that what we try and do is try to extrapolate it and, and see where it fits into which sometimes the taka fits in into one theme. Sometimes we have to twist a little bit. Okay, if it yeah, we have to fit. fit it in. We have to try to fit it in. I'll I'll start I'll start the, the, the five seven seven nine because it's a little relevant to me. Rabbi Victor talks about Yosef Hatzadik who spent all that time in Egypt. I think he says by the time he was 40 years old, he went through this, this, was it this? this, this 30. No, by the time he was 40 in general, his life took so many twists and turns. And he, he, he went. Right, so when he was 30, he was standing before Pada. When he was 39, his father came to Mitzrayim. So when he was 40, that was after all he the He look back and see all kinds of things happened in his life. But you're talking about a kid who goes to Egypt. The, even the concept of Judaism back home, it's very small. They're a small tribe, they're a small family. And now he's he's stuck in the middle of nowhere. And he keeps his name, Yosef 
doesn't become Joseph, doesn't change his name, doesn't change who he is. And Miller brings the story of his relative who came after, who came after, uh, he came to America back in, uh, I guess, in the early, early 20th, 20th century. century. And uh, he, he was Moshe. When he arrived, he changed his name to Morris. And then when he made a little money, it was Maurice. Maurice. He was already Mr. I'm not, Fancy. I'm not Maury anymore. Maurice. Maurice. And uh, Yasser didn't do it. He didn't go to Joseph, Joe, or Joel. Right. Right. But I have precedent for my name. Rabbi Yoel was was Rabbi Joel. Rabbi Joel Teitelbaum. On his stationery, was Rabbi Joel Teitelbaum. So, so, so Joel, this precedent for. Okay, this is getting heavy. Yeah, so he, he's... Ba- ba- Basically, what he's saying here is that how was Yosef able to to hold in all these circumstances? Oh. Because he oh. never lost sight of that of that Hashem, the Muna that, that that's what guided oh, oh, him. Oh, oh. And... Right. So it's beyond that. It it, it 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 was it was a very very strong sense of self of who he is and who Hashem is. That was it. It didn't matter where you put him. Imagine you take a big big tzaddik today. The biggest tzaddik you know from from that we that we that we know that we knew, you put him anywhere in the world, it doesn't change anything. He stay exactly, he'll stay exactly as he is. So this is this is a very important theme as we go through life. We try to shift and change and please others. Yosef, he he had reason to rebel against his family. He should have gone OTD without without Mitzrayim. Everybody wanted to kill him. He had no supporters. The kids today talk about uh, emotional abuse. Yeah, this was what's more abusive than 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 putting him into a pit with snakes and scorpions. That's abuse. That was already the exit strategy. They wanted to kill him, so one brother wants to kill him. The other one wants to throw him into a pit, and then they sell him to to Arabs. Yeah, not easy, not easy at all. But again, he was a like you said, he was a tzaddik, Yosef tzaddik, and. That's what that's what guided him. That's so the purpose, also, the, the the point that Miller says also is the purpose that that he knew there was a certain purpose. Not only that, Hashem put me here. So no, Hashem put me here. There's a purpose for me being here, which is which is a central theme to attach to a muda. Is not that uh, it's the business is not good now, so I'll just I'll just believe in Hashem. I'll be happy. No, business is not good for a reason. This is exactly how it's supposed to be right now. Okay, so that's uh, that's five seven seven. That's five seven seven nine. And we go to five seven eighty. It's called the beloved zealot, and um, the the story the story it's really it goes back to Yosef Atzadik before he was seventeen years old, the, the his early years of how he got into the how he got thrown into the pit in the first place, and it's because he was constantly. Um, talking about them, talking badly about them to the father. Why was he talking badly about them? So Miller explains that he was a he was a kanoi. He it, it bothered him to see people doing what was wrong. So Miller goes into a schmooze over here about what makes a person a kanoi. So he says if if somebody really loves somebody else, he can't bear to see that person being put through pain. He says if a son loves his father. And somebody goes against the wishes of his father, it bothers him. That's what happened with Yosef Atzadik. He saw that the brothers weren't following whatever 
according to his perception at least, they weren't following what Yaakov Avinu wanted from them. So he went and, and brought the report to Yaakov Avinu. So he says that's what it means when, it, when a tzaddik sees that people are going against the Torah, people are going against Hashem, it bothers him, it hurts him, and it, it comes from Ahava. People think that there's, there's chesed and gevura, that the kanoi comes from gevura, and the, no, really the kanoi comes from chesed, he comes from Ahava, he loves Hashem so much that he can't bear to see his he word being trampled. He literally can't bear it. So it's not like he's making, uh, like we discussed last week about shashing and shul, like making a conscious decision, I'm going to go shush. He, 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 he explodes. He's not an angry person. He's a very calm person, but he just can't bear it. Right, right. So when he, he sees things being done against Hashem, he says, he, he just, it just doesn't, how, how can you do things against Hashem? Hashem does so much for me, and you're going to stand, you're, you're going to trample his word, you're going to trample his will. It, it bothers him. So he can't stand, he can't stand. If you love Hashem, you hate evil. Hate? How could you hate? No, because your love is so strong, that's how you hate. It is a very, very, I mean, this is something that's discussed. It's not, it's not really discussed at depth because it's a very, very, very high level to achieve. Most of us cannot achieve a, 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 true, a level of true kanoyas is very, very, very hard to get to. There's always personal negias. We discussed this already last time, I think. Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's a important element that he didn't just go and rat out his brothers. Right, he couldn't he couldn't live with it. Okay, five seven eight one. What did what did Reverend Miller say in five seven eight one? Don't look. Well, the topic is writing the eternal story. Yeah, I mean this is actually one I think one of one of the classic pieces, one of the classic Reverend Victor pieces of. And this is, again, this goes into one of his themes of how you act when you know someone's watching. And he says that even when he went and he says, don't kill him, throw him into the bar. If he would have known that this is going to be one of the central pieces in the Torah and it's going to be studied for thousands of years, he never would have said that. He says, let's, or Miller says, let's, I'll pick him up on my shoulders and carry him home to to to, to Yaakov with the Chnusavitoyda truck. Yeah. Imagine they're going to speak about this episode for thousands of years, and Ray Miller says that all of us are being watched and recorded constantly, and that's the mindset we have to have. And he says about himself: when someone watches him, he davens better, he benches better. So the mindset of someone is watching, and therefore we have to behave a certain way, that's, that's pretty scary, though. Just... Before the scary, let's just talk about it practically. <laughs> he, he, Rabbi Miller would have guests over. He would tell the guests, you should know, because of you, because you're here now, I'm uh, saying birchas amazon with more kavana. Because you're here, you're watching me, and watching me bench. It's not that I'm benching. Of course, when he benched himself, he also did it with Kavana, but he, he, he did it to teach others that this is how it is. When you have other people looking at you, you obviously, you, you're not just going to... He probably also did it, just in case it takes him long, he already made a disclaimer that he's doing it for them. Yeah, but whatever, whatever it is, when you have somebody watching you, you should use the opportunity to... You know, some people, 
I, I can't have an issue when everybody's there. It's too much pressure. It's too... So take that pressure and use it to to say, look, everybody's looking at me. I'm going to show them what a good davening is. It's interesting you know, that Miller has a whole tape called Artificial Man. You know, he said the day before he passed away, wow. he told one of his grandsons, Kanarik, he told him, um, you should, you should, you should let people know that from every three of my tapes, you can make a safer. Anybody can take three of my tapes and make a safe out of it. That's what the, the Teres of Igda booklet is, really. You take five tapes and you put out a booklet. This is, every three tapes can be made into a safer. The tape, the artificial man, three svarim can be made out of it. Wow. And what he, what he says over there is that you should be artificial. People are going to think you're, being, you're faking it. Okay, let them think. So you are faking it. It's still... It says that that um, a person should always be his inside should be like his outside. He says it doesn't say his outside should be like his insides. People are always, oh, well, inside I'm not really, so let me let my outside match. No, your outside, your inside, you should try to match to your outside. So In your other outside words, should be very some good. Some people say, why should I wear black and white? Why should I dress like this if I'm not really? Why are you wearing a stramel? You're not really chassidish. Oh, fake. Yeah. fake. Keep faking it till you make it. That's the way to do it. Faith it till you make it. Oh, the, the, the wedding one, the wedding video that, he's, that he talks about, the man in the wedding video. That one? It's in this. It's from this book. Is right? it my turn? This week? Yeah, no, I don't know. I it's... forgot whose turn it is. It's my turn still. So, Ramiller says that there's the guy at the wedding on the wedding video. His face is forever. He has a silly smirk. He's making a stupid joke or whatever it is. It's not his words. That was my words. He has a silly smirk, he says. And it's captured on the wedding video, and grandchildren are watching this video. And there's that guy with a with a funny face, because he wasn't he didn't realize the camera was on him. If you you ever see the wedding video, they go around. I don't know if it's they still from, do it's it. It's from this booklet, by the way. This story is from this booklet. It's not printed here in the in the snippets, but you you just remembered no, a piece from two years it's ago. It's written here. It is written there. I don't remember a piece from two years ago. I mean, I, <laughs> I do remember this is a classic ram. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It says wedding album, ridiculous pose in the wedding album. The wedding album. album. Yeah. So you see the wedding video. You, you see, you see a lot of times on, on those wedding videos, people are eating, and then the camera goes. They, they, and that's they, it. They have there to, forever. Yep. No, but so you see people straighten up. The camera's there. Oh, you know, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. <laughs> So uh, we have to know that Hashem is always watching us, and if we really want to be close to Him, then we we can recognize. <laughs> we can. It's easier to recognize that He's there, and we have to. Behave accordingly. That's five seven eight two. Yeah, five seven eight three is called tolerating insult. Oh wow, yeah. And it's really juicy if you want to read this. He, he uh, gives you all the details of how Petifa rushed home when he heard the story, what the wicked Ivory did, and they drag him through the streets, they're saying, "Look how this Jew boy pays us back," you know. And they say, "What do you expect from a dirty Jew?" Uh, they drag him through the streets, and they and, and everybody's heaping columni on him. And uh, so he says, "What what does Yasef Tzaddik do? Nothing. He he just he didn't react. And they were yelling at him and screaming at him. He should have said, "It's her fault. She was the it was her thing. Nothing. He kept quiet. And 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 Ramila says." He says, I'm inclined to say this is one of the more important episodes that made Yosef great. You, know, you said, I think it was on the first week that we had here, or on a, on a past episode, that 
even the big tzaddikim, they had this one defining moment, this one defining right, episode right. that that's what made them great. Ramila says for Yosef Atzali, this was it. When, I mean, he was great beforehand. Just the refusing her for 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 years, she was tempting him and tempting him and tempting him. He kept refusing her. So that 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 alone made him great. But he says no, that's not what made him great. What made him great was when he was being embarrassed and when he was being ashamed and when everybody was insulting him. He kept quiet. That's what it is. I think that's a remarkable thing. That just keeping quiet in face of insult and in face of people talking about you, and that's what that's what changes a person. There aren't many people who are called tzaddik throughout history. We we spoke about before for thousands of years. He's called tzaddik. He is the tzaddik. Why? Because he kept quiet. And in five seven eight four, this year, this year this this past Shabbos, in the booklet with Vayishlach. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's interesting that he brings up that point that he was witness to a fight and one of his congregants got involved and, and police wanted to uh, arrest someone and they said, no, no, no. Ramila said, I, I purposely said this loudly so they can hear me. No, no, no. These are our friends. We don't want to. We don't want problems. We want to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. So it's important that even though sometimes other times he felt not the story with the subway, the yeah. lady that spit at him, right. where he thought it was important. You have to, to speak up. Sometimes you have to speak up. Don't forget that th these were his neighbors, so right. he didn't want to fight with his neighbors. The lady in the subway was a random lady, right. and and she, and she assaulted it, a, a I'll rabbi. Give you, I'll give you a, a behind the scenes a little bit in, in this this particular Parshas Vayishlag, this week's um, booklet. There are these stories back and forth that he did speak up, or he said you shouldn't speak up, and. The editors in the office, we were like, so what? So, it's, and this is always my shitta that I always say. I say, look, this is what Reverend Miller said on the tape. This is what he. This is what we're putting down there. You have a kasha when, yeah, when not. Let 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 somebody else figure it out. No, he this was, is he what he said it he, last week that when it's someone who knows, he right, can make he a did, change. He did explain it a little bit, and you know, but we were trying to figure it out exactly i said we don't have to figure it out this is what he said you understand it it's good you don't understand it maybe somebody else is going to understand in it. general we want, his, it. we want to keep it real his mahalach in general was move on someone assaults you move on don't 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 pick a fight and and uh, stay safe uh, you know rather rather stay safe to keep quiet keep quiet he said oh, you go to you go to a wedding you have opportunity to practice up keeping quiet you paste the big, this is what we spoke about now, the wedding, you, you paste a big smile on your face, and you keep quiet. Somebody tells you, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Right, so this is something that you really, you get it from, from Rabbi Miller, from like we started with living with Hashem, keeping Hashem in front of you, in, in the forefront of your consciousness. We said, he knew what, his place in the world, and he knew Hashem's place in the world. And once you know that, everything else, when to keep quiet and when to speak and how to look at somebody and how to smile and how to speak and how not to speak, it all just falls into place. You know, what am I here for? I'm here to serve Hashem. What is Hashem? Hashem is everything. And then everything else just sort of Where is Hashem? Hashem is here. Hashem is there. Hashem is truly everywhere. Good. Are we going to end like that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you once again to our sponsor. Thanks, Anonymous. And um, Mazel Tov to Bracha and Avrumi. Mazel Tov to Bracha and Avrumi. And thanks for having me here. It's an honor and a privilege. And um, 
And I invite you a different time to come visit us in Teresa Vigda.